as if it's meant to be, then it'll be a love song. Hey, it's Gabby Faye. Welcome back to my podcast. You may have seen my viral videos on The Shade Room, Real Toronto News, etc., etc. I'm super excited to be talking today with my special guest, Chloe. So let's get into it. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> Chloe, it's been so long. I literally haven't seen you in like... I feel like a year, no, months. Since I was in New York last. When were you in New York? Uh, God, I just assistant directed a play off Broadway, and I was scouting theaters about a year before we actually did it. So that's amazing. I don't, I don't know when that was. June of some year. Was yeah, it, it was. 20- like, I think it was last year. Yeah, maybe. I think it was definitely last year. Yeah. The pandemic's oh. been a blur. I don't even know what my name is anymore. I know. I got to COVID twice and I was like by myself. Like literally I was like in my Brooklyn apartment. I got COVID. I didn't even know it was COVID until like I couldn't taste anything. I, and I hate not tasting good food. So I was like, what yeah. is going on? And I literally was so weak that I couldn't even climb up on my really tall bed. I have like a, a bed that's super tall. I so remember. I, <laughs> I was like, what is that? The P, the fucking, the, I have like the, the, the mattress P. Princess, I don't know. Yeah, somebody like, will hear this and be like, "She's an idiot." I, I don't. I have, it's fit for a queen. I was like, yeah. I have to have a queen bed. And so multiple like, mattresses. Literally, I had like them stacked up, and so I was like two weeks to climb up on my bed. So I would sleep on the couch and crawl to the ba- bathroom by Niji's bathroom, and then crawl back to the couch. And I was sweating. It was like awful, but I survived. Thank God, you I made survived. It. You COVID. made it. Yeah, I'm impressed. So. I I I have not gotten COVID yet. Um, wow, I'm good gonna, for you. Thank knock you. On wood. I'm, I'm the last. <laughs> if anybody's wondering, I'm the last. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think they're gonna run tests on me. You know, I'll be like, I don't know, experimentation. Like they run tests on me when they come up with a new. That's makeup amazing. Brand. You have a good yeah. immune system, and you've been taking care of <laughs> yourself. So that's great. Yeah. So Chloe, on today's episode, I really wanted to get into. Being a single woman in L.A., dating in L.A., and what that experience has been like for Chloe and I. We both have our individual stories. We could talk for years about this topic because we've literally, like, being just being a woman, first of all, but, like, a single woman and, like, just being in the dating world, living in a city like L.A., it's just crazy. So there's some, like, things that we want to talk about versus, like, the way that people perceive uh, single women, um, boss women, women who are in our careers, who are thriving, who are doing all of these things. Mm-hmm. So let's get right into it. Chloe, what has life been like for you recently, dating wise? Like, how's the market been? Like, <laughs> have you dated been? assholes? Have you dated like gentlemen? Like, what has it been like for you? First of all, what's a gentleman? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a lot. I've been through a lot. Um, I think that I'm like sociopath catnip. No. Yeah. I don't know. Um, dating life has been, um, it's been, has its ups and downs. Um, I kind of just decided that I was just going to focus on me and you know how that goes. And then I ended up meeting somebody that was pretty nice. So we've been hanging out a little bit. So we'll see what happens there. He's just a friend, but you know. Okay, so uh, tell me, I haven't had an update on you because I haven't seen her in months, but what's been going on with you? Like, is there anything interesting that's happened recently that you want to discuss today? <laughs> well, a few things. Um, yeah, I, you know, to get real with you, if we're going to go deep, um, the last um, year has been a tough year. Um, 
Uh, I am uh, an actor, for those of you listening, wondering what the hell I do. I'm an actor. <laughs> um, so in the last year, I have not booked anything. And so it's been like a lot of the day job work and like, you know, it's kind of a weird it's a weird thing to talk about when you're in the industry, but you're not booking work. So mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I have to do all these like little side hustles to try to make it through, mm -hmm. make, you know, uh, live in paycheck to paycheck, to be honest, the last year of my life. So relationships, things like that have really been like far from my mindset. Um, but I, you know, after a year of just silence with, with a job opportunities, I actually just booked uh, a play in Oregon. Yay! It's crazy. This has been my dream role since I was 11 years old. Wow. Um, it's, uh, this, it's, uh, based, it's a play based on the novel written by Stephen King called Misery. And uh, I know it's probably going to be super weird for you guys to hear, oh, I'm going to be playing the psycho kidnapping, like, you know, the, kid, the woman that kidnaps the author. I know I don't look like Kathy Bates or, you know, anybody that would play that character. <laughs> but I've been preparing for this my whole life. Yes! So I was, thank you. I was very <laughs> excited when I got offered the role. And I've been pretty much just doing everything I can to afford this. Because in theater, it does not, theater does not pay as well as film. Well, I guess when you make it to a certain level in film. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do to be able to pull this off, to be able to do my dream role, get up to Oregon? I'm dirt poor. So okay. uh, I had to take some creative liberties of, you know, work-wise. I mean, I think that's amazing. Like, just being an actor, following your dreams, moving to L.A. from Oregon, that's a huge step. And it's a risk that you're taking for your dreams, for your passions. It's something that I always admire about you because you're, you know, the creative that really goes after what she wants. You have been, you know, knowing that you, your own like feminine power, that you know that you're, you're an independent woman in the sense of you want to, um, reach for the stars you want to have to use the liberties to pursue what you're pursuing um and that brings me to my next question in different circumstances the word like independent woman when people say it it means different things so how do you feel about the term independent woman oh that's a heavy question uh yeah <laughs> no, i mean it's 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 only a heavy question because it's hard to be I feel like this world makes it very challenging to be an independent woman. Um, like, for instance, I've had, I've been in positions of power <clears throat> where my voice was not quite as respected as the white male voice in mm -hmm. the room. And it's really difficult because I find myself trying to speak louder and make my voice lower and, 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 and to be seen as equal to that of a white older male. Um, so being an independent woman, for me, what I've noticed in my life has just been really being able to pick myself up when I fall down and not be leaning on someone else. It's been be knowing that if I lose everything, if I have a rough year as an actor, I can pull myself through. And I will. I'll work 10 side hustles. I will get three hours of sleep a night. I will do whatever it takes to do what I love doing. And to me, that's being an independent woman. It's also using your voice no matter how many times it's rejected. I love that. And I admire that. Like you have to have so much willpower, so much grit, so much like, um, I'm going to, to do this. Nothing will keep me down. Even if we are in a patriarchy world and like sometimes men want to keep us down, but like, you're such a strong woman that you like are not going to be held down. And for me, like I, I'm definitely 
uh, independent, but I hate when like people relate to me as like, oh, like the angry black woman, like the loud, angry black woman. It's like, okay, um, (laughs) just because I have an opinion, just because I speak my mind doesn't mean I'm loud, angry black woman. It's just sometimes I feel like in this world, people don't like you said, respect uh, women's opinions sometimes. They don't want to hear what I have to say. They don't validate it because they're saying things that like women are overly emotional and you know we can't trust what they say. Like women can't be president. They can't run for president because they're too emotional. They have periods. Like what a what an absurd thing to say that because a woman has a period, she gets too emotional to run a country. Like I'm sure women could do a better job than at running this country, just saying. But in the topic, how it relates to dating, right? I don't want to be independent when it comes to dating. And hear me out. This is what I'm trying to say. It's like when I feel like I'm in the mindset of I'm independent and I'm on a date with a man, he expects me to pay for half the date. He expects me to pay for my transportation. He expects me to uh, go back to his house after, like as if we're <laughs> as if that makes us equal, me doing all of that when he's benefiting from it. And he'll respond, well, you're an independent woman. You're a strong and powerful woman. You can pay for half the date. You can do this. You can do that. Like, no, I'm not independent for you, sir. I don't want to be independent for you you. I will be very dependent because I I know myself. I have my own things going on. I pay my bills. I've been a model for seven years, have paid my rent, paid my bills, take care of myself. I take really good care of myself. I don't believe in adding a man to my life if he's not taking care of me. I don't believe in adding a man to my life if he's not making my life easier. A man should make my life easier because if not, then what are you doing here? I make my life great. Like my, me as being by myself, I'm doing really good. So like I want a partner who adds to my life, not mm-hmm. subtracts. And I feel like in the past I have, um, I have like uh, dated, you know, I call them the broke boys club, you know, dated guys in the broke boys club. <laughs> and, and like, and like, I literally emotionally ha- broke too. Uh, that, thank you. <laughs> I wanted to get to that. A broke doesn't only mean financial. It means emotionally broke mentally broke spiritually broke like they just had and then when you deal with men like that it drains the living life out of you like it drains you so much because you're having to play mommy you're having to play teacher you're having to play all these different roles to be in a relationship with this guy and it's like okay this doesn't feel like it's working like it doesn't feel like it's adding to my life it just feels like it's distracting me from my mm-hmm. dreams, my goals, and you're just pulling me down. So I prefer not to to go that angle with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like, have you had any experiences with men that you're just like, no, I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, I definitely have. Um, you while you were discussing while you did. Thank you for sharing all that, by the way. Um, yeah, it was just, sorry, I was going back to what you said about um, like being called the angry black woman, whatever. When has an older man ever been called the angry white man in the room? Like it's just literally just white man in the room yelling. It's normal. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, but I was gonna, you know, speaking of dates, um, I have been in a lot of uncomfortable situations and dates, and I would say nine times out of 10 on in my dating experiences, I've been made uncomfortable wow. because of actions that they they took. And I, it's so hard to explain too, where it's like, I'm a woman, this is my experience in the world. You're a man, this is your experience in the world, but you don't ever think about the consequences of your actions. Meanwhile, all I'm thinking about is the consequences of my actions. I'm like, if I do this, is he going to 
put me in an uncomfortable position where I have to pr protect and defend myself. I went on a date with a man where we went out to dinner. I Ubered to him. Um, we split the bill. He spoke the entire time about himself. And you know what? It's fine. Like, I understand that we live in a new, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of women in the world that feel like they want to split that, and that's great. I'm all for it. Um, but I think we went into they already knowing our financial situations, knowing like, oh, I'm a struggling artist. Right. I never know when my income's, you know, coming in. And he's an established person that works in the business world. And we're splitting the bill. I'm Ubering, Ubering there, Ubering back. And as he was saying goodnight to me, he gave me a hug. And I did one of those, you know, wrap your head around because I'm not going to kiss this guy. I don't, I don't fucking know you. Um, and he he had the audacity. I'm not even kidding you, Gabby. He turns my head and Ew. forces a kiss onto my face. Like, <laughs> like, that literally happened. It literally happened. And I'm like, that's, that's and that's not even the first time that that's happened to me. Multiple times. What? Multiple times. And I'm not sitting here going, oh, hey, baby, the whole time in the day, <laughs> touching his knee, like coming on to him. Like, no, that's not my vibe. For me, like, if I'm not into someone, I'm just, I'm still going to be friendly. But you know what friendly is? Oh, she led me on. She was friendly. Wow. That makes me so angry and so stick to my stomach because literally that example right there, this man put no investment into this woman, but he still wants a kiss at the end of the night. He still wants you to come home with him. He still wants you to do all these things. Sir, if you ain't paying, I don't know what you think you're getting out of this. Like what you described is the ick. Like yeah. the ick is like, I'm so done with this man. I'm so unattracted to this man because he did not make me feel comfortable. He did not make me feel welcome. He asked me out on a date for me to pay for myself, pay my own way, did nothing for me to make me feel like he was going to Wasn't be even listening. Was it not even good conversation? Mm. Come on now. Like you did nothing for this woman, but you you think that she's going to be into you. You think she's going to go out with you again. You think that she's going to even give you the time of day. Like regard I don't care what kind of woman you are if you're 50-50, if you're independent, if you're um you want him to provide whatever women do not think that that's cute. <laughs> they don't like being harassed. They don't like being forced upon a kiss, especially when you did nothing in the day to make her feel comfortable with you, to make her feel welcome. Like you did nothing. So why do you feel like you are, are owed something like mm -hmm. turning her head? Huh? And I've come a long way since that experience where I've learned to say, Hey, you know what? I'm really not feeling this. We're about an hour in. I don't want to waste your time. So I'm going to yeah. Uber home. I'm going to leave. And I I've had to do that because I I'm in fear that something like that is wow. going to happen. Good for you. Yeah. And it but it doesn't always it, it doesn't always turn out that way. Like sometimes I I think that I'm enjoying myself and I'm en enjoying this experience, but there is still that physical pressure later. Yeah. And when you're caught in that moment of like you've been vulnerable, you've let somebody in just a little bit, state one, I'm not going crazy, but you know, um, and and you feel safe with somebody and then suddenly like that the physical boundary is crossed without like per without like permission or without obvious permission and right. then forced upon you with your head turned and, and like i said that's happened a few times like it feels like sort of a deer in headlights moment and then a woman is then blamed for like well she didn't say anything <sighs> she didn't say no like that's something that really bothers me yeah. living in this world where saying the word no is so required but did men ever think that saying the word no and not being listened to, but then puts us in that position of being a victim right. where it could be so much worse if, you know, survival is really just enduring. Right. Women have had to endure for 
ever. <laughs> like we've learned to endure, which is unfortunate. And I, I hope that like younger women grow up in this world and realize like we can use our voice. Like that's what I want to like, that's the message I would like to get across. Like use your voice, be strong, protect yourself. But it's scary. Yeah. Because if you say no and the guy's more powerful than you, what are you gonna do? That is uh, like a super important thing to talk about. And I'm thank you for being vulnerable enough to share your story to say that, Chloe, because I know there's so many followers and women listening to this right now and saying, I totally have been in that situation before. I totally know what that feels like. It's scary. And like, what do you do? Like I have, you know, my, my content is a lot about how to date high value men, how to raise your standards in dating and all of these things. And a lot of the comments that I'm coming across are women who are saying, like, I'm afraid to go out on a date. Like, I need to bring my taser, my 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 spray and all of this. I got it Cause all. Because <laughs> the anxiety yeah. that they, because of the experiences that we have been in as women in this world. Like, mm -hmm. I don't care what kind of woman you are. You've been harassed. Like, walking down the street, guys uh, calling out the car window. Like, literally everywhere you go. I mean, I, I will say I do get a lot of free stuff being a woman. <laughs> so that's a perk. But I just mean, like, it's just so... I understand. Like the, that's the, the fear. least they can do, though. It's the least they can do is get us a perk. Like, geez. I'm sorry, but like, uh, we have to endure so much more than men will ever have to endure. Like, Amen, we have sister. to deal with periods. We have to deal with childbirth. Like, if we want to have kids, Amen. we have to deal with menopause. We have to deal with like sexual harassment if we open the door. If we have to deal with sexual harassment if we're wearing a full-on hazmat suit. If a guy can tell that there are boobs under there, he will harass. <laughs> literally and like it's so funny because i remember this one time i was i went on a date with this guy and like it was a few like it was like half a mile from the house it was in brooklyn we were we i met him at the date i walked over there it was like during like the daytime but we left late at night and i said hey do you mind just walking me back to my apartment before you uber back to yours and he's like oh, you're fine like you're not in danger like you're okay you can walk back in the dark by yourself and i'm just like i'm only a few blocks away like, I would really appreciate it if you just walk me back because I am, I am a little bit nervous walking home alone in the dark. And you know what I mean? And so he got like such an attitude about it. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, you'll be fine. You can walk back on your own. I'm just like, you're a man. You have a penis. That's why you think that. And you think that everything is just so safe because you've literally haven't been harassed like me. Like, you have not been harassed. Like, there are certain places in new york city that i refuse to go like that i refuse to take the subway with if i'm wearing a skirt or a dress because oh yeah the that's a thing that's a thing <laughs> literally you the think about crazy. your wardrobe and you're like okay i gotta protect myself and then you hear those assholes that are like well it's because she wore a skirt that it's, he like no i it, mean it's sick yeah 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 we have to be extra careful though it's right. like oh god it's like why are we blamed for right. poor behavior of men and for him to never consider like why you might be uncomfortable walking even a few blocks alone and like what i know i can't even fathom being that comfortable what is that <laughs> and that was i guess that was a sign that uh he wasn't for me because no. i'm like if you're not even worried about my safety getting home you're probably not boyfriend husband life partner material who is raising these men <laughs> like who is doing this literally literally <laughs> chloe this is bad i know okay. we gotta change this so we so do. <laughs> diverting the, the conversation because we've talked about shitty men and like how like we've been ugh, traumatized by being single woman and by dating chloe can you tell me some qualities that you look for in a man <laughs> that you want to be your life partner your husband all of that you want to do life with 
Um, qualities. <laughs> well, number one on my list these days is somebody who um, can not only respect my boundaries, but who can set his own boundaries. Um, I have dated a lot of men, a lot of men. That sounds really bad. No, my point is I, the men that I have dated, the majority of them um, have told me they love me within like a week of knowing them. A lot of love bombing, a lot of like, you're the most amazing person I ever met, a lot of like really intense, yeah. And so for me, and it's happened so much that it makes me very nervous of like, am I just an idea to people or am I a real person? And having a person in your life who will take the time to get to know you and become your friend and listen to you and be a shoulder for you and actually want to your shoulder too, like, and you know, take their time and go slow. Like that to me is everything. So boundaries, boundary setting, boundary respecting, that's number one for me. I think a man with a great sense of empathy is important to me. Um, I struggle with dating men because, you know, there's an inherent privilege that they always feel just being a man, like the man that you were with who thought that walking was not a big deal at (laughs) night in Brooklyn. What a genius. Um, Yeah, this is what we're dealing with. And so (laughs) empathy is super important. Like I want them to like consider what my life is like as a woman and respect me and think about me walking alone at night and, you know, think about what I've got going throughout the day, you know, think about the fact that like, if you say I love you within a week, how that's going to affect me, you know, it's, it's important. And uh, so yes, empathy, boundaries, um, someone who can take care of themselves, who doesn't need me to take care of them, who can emotionally, who's emotionally strong. Um, <coughs> please be funny or get out. <laughs> like, make me laugh, like please. Um, <clears throat> someone kind. Arrogance is like my least favorite quality. Like that's my biggest turn off. Okay. Yeah. And I love when a man has no idea that he's hot. That's <laughs> Yes, huge Chloe point. for the win. Huge points. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't have to like impress me with like fucking being flawless from head to toe. Like be a little Okay, can I bring you know? this up? Cause okay, me and Chloe go way back. Like I when I first moved to LA like years ago, um, I met Chloe at an interview for Forever 21. And like that time, like we babies. literally we were babies in LA, like first time there, and literally we met and uh, we started working together. We actually became roommates for a little while and we worked at this call center yeah. and like there, there was like, it was run by really hot Jewish men. It was like Jewish brothers. <laughs> and people. He, yeah. And Chloe's a Jewish, <laughs> Chloe's Jewish. And so this hot. really hot guy, like he was like a Jewish guy, whatever. Chloe like had like a little like thing with him, like flirtation no, in the office or whatever. No, it was not a thing. No. Okay. This is going to sound really bad, but I have to be honest. This man was married. <gasps> this man was married and I didn't know. No. And then the woman in a cubicle next to me was like, he's married. He has a kid. And oh so I was like, uh, my dude, gosh. what the fuck? You're hitting on me. <laughs> Why am I flirting with a guy in a call center? I Wait, was, so you're telling me that a, that didn't like, pro, that didn't go happened. anywhere? No. Chloe, oh, God, no. this whole time I was thinking that like, oh, maybe you guys like went on a date. I didn't know he was no, married though. He was married. That's yeah, crazy. I didn't know that. And then someone what? told me and I was like, oh, that, mm, Oh my gosh. Typical. Okay, typical well, moment. hilarious. Anyways, <laughs> I had to throw that in there because it made me think of that. I thought you were going to talk about the, the other man I dated. That- 
we've dated a lot of men. It's hard to keep up. It's hard to keep up. So, okay. So qualities. Okay. All right. Mm. So continue with your qualities and let me know when you're done. So I'll go to mine. Okay. (laughs) No, um, there's so many qualities um, in a man that I, I feel like my list is getting longer. I know that they say like eventually you get older and you're just kind of like, I'll be more lenient. No, I was just like, oh, the bar is just going higher because I just, I, I don't think it's that hard for men to step up and, and really be a good partner and a good listener. And I feel like making sure that like you, I think being a teammate with someone is very underrated. Like, you know, my dad gave me like one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever heard in my life. Um, he told me that, um, like with he and my mom, that their relationship is 50, 50, And it's not 50-50 every single day. Like some days are going to be hard days and you're giving 60 (coughs) while the other person's giving 40 because they're struggling. Or some days it's 80-20 because they're really struggling. But, um, and sometimes you're, you know, you're struggling. And so they're having to carry the weight, 75-25, like whatever it is at the, the point is the the span of the entire relationship should be 50-50. That balance should be going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I've really held on to that for a long time in my life. And I realized that in most of my relationships, I was giving over 50%. I was giving, always giving more than 50%. And that person was just comfortable there. So I learned that I would like to be with somebody who not only, again, I'm, I'm always going back to the boundaries, but that would not only not allow me to give more than 50% all the time would be a good equal partner, but, um, <clears throat> be conscious of that and like, see that I'm stepping up because I am top shelf. I'm like, I'm next level yes. in a relationship. Yeah. I'm next level in a relationship and I know that about myself. So it's like, I need somebody that's can, that can, st- wow, I can speak. <laughs> I need somebody that can step up to the plate and also be that next level top. Yes. Shelf partner. I love that Chloe. And you know, what's so funny about that. I, when you're talking about how some days is like 75, 30, okay, I'm bad at math. <laughs> One of those. I was told there was going to be no math here today. <laughs> Literally. So, and I love guys who are good at math. So if you're good at math, slide in my DMs. Not, not really. <laughs> so anyways. <Hot. laughs> So, like, um, there's a girl on TikTok who (laughs) literally, she said she dated her boyfriend for, like, the first three months. And every day she would put on the calendar, she would put a green check or a red X. And that day she would determine if she felt good around him if she if her spirits were high if, if if she felt like it was it was good to be with him she would put a green check if it was not great to be with him that day she would put a red check and at the end of, end of three months however many green checks versus red checks if it was more red she would dump him if it was more green she would keep him and wow <laughs> I know. honestly like that's brilliant i'm sitting here going like that would have saved so much of my time i know right but i feel like for me wow. i feel like for for if you're like a more judgmental girl i feel like that will cut your chances like like you know some people are just like it's they're they have like little annoyances little pet peeves and it's good to know if you can't handle that but i'm just like I, that's a good like good indicator yes but also i would say have some leniency with that because if you're too judgmental in that three-month process you're probably thinking oh no maybe he wasn't that bad maybe i was just having yeah. a bad day from somebody else you know what I mean? yeah so. there's got to be a happy medium of not being like an enabler of just like right. oh like he kind of lied about a big thing uh like 10 days in a row oh <laughs> maybe not be that lenient, Listen. but just like you know i actually it's funny i was um the last relationship that i was in ended pretty brutally 
um, where I oh, it was crazy. So I found out this person after being with him for six months that he had three kids and was married. What? Had no clue. It was like the biggest shock ever. And I was like, oh my God. I don't even know who I was in a relationship with at all. Oh my god! And I found myself as a woman going like, okay, I feel like he's hiding something, but everything that he's saying to my face is so believable. And there would be that battle between like my gut instinct and what he was literally saying. So I can understand how you're making that TikTok and you're doing the green check marks and the red check marks. And you're like, oh, I, it's, you're battling between intuition and like the information you're receiving from someone, because it's hard to trust. Right. So you got you have to have like a really solid sense of intuition um, with yourself. And I think regardless of what somebody is giving you, if you have a bad feeling, it's not worth it to continue to pursue something that's giving you a bad feeling. Absolutely. And what is up with these married men? I've dated several, unbeknownst, unbeknownst to me. Unbeknownst. <laughs> unbeknownst to me. I did not know you were married, but I've dated several married men, and it's like like annoying because okay I'm very upfront you know what you're getting with me I'm very upfront so I'm not going to like I'm telling you I want to get married sorry Charlie if you're already married you obviously can't get married to me like what are you doing and like how disrespectful to your wife but anyways I like one time this guy had traveled to New York City and I was on I think Bumble at the time and so he matched with me and he's like yeah like I'm this like big you know big exec and like I work in Lower East Side Manhattan he was like playing himself up I was like okay whatever he's like yeah I'd love to take you out he takes me out to to dinner we have a great time but he starts getting very touchy-feely and he was hot like I didn't really mind it so much but like <laughs> but like he was all like groping my legs and then he like we ended up making out or whatever but it was like he was he was more on me than I was on him and so I was like okay well, that that was cool or whatever and then like that night I think or the next day he ghosted me and I'm just like what happened like what's going on what happened we we're like you know um texting back and forth or snapping back and forth and he was like oh yeah um i actually have to leave town um i gone on a business trip you know whatever and i was like okay and then time passed and like he just he just stopped messaging me and responding to me and then i okay this is a tip ladies i google image reversed his oh, photo yes <laughs> i do that too all the time yeah so if you really want to know if a guy is like real or a catfish or whatever's going on with him really just take his image and like google reverse image it and you'll see like his online profiles the the bumble photo that he had on his profile with him in a suit i google reverse image that photo and it was the day of his wedding to his <gasps> wife Oh my God. This is like, everybody's a Tinder swindler. Even though he wasn't getting money out of you, he was getting someone else, trying he to get something else out of you. <laughs> well, oh, he didn't get all of that, you know? Like, we just like made up, but like, but still, I was like, I was in the shock, the utter shock that I was in. I was like, sir, you had the audacity to not only like be on Bumble as a married man, but you use your wedding photos your as wedding. your Bumble photos. That's bad. What is wrong with you? I repeat, who is raising these men? Who is raising them? Oh my God. Literally. And I'm just like, bro, this was out of this world. I'm sorry. No, like, I mean, I was just like so disappointed. I was so angry. And I was like, I had all these emotions. Cause like, it's just like so ridiculous. And another thing that happened, another married man. Oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. 
I'm really telling you guys tea. So I was on the, I was commuting. Like I was on the LA subway. There is a subway in Hollywood. I was in the LA subway going somewhere and this really hot guy, like I'm talking about, he was a boxer. He had a boxer's body. He looked like Mike Tyson. He was tall, dark chocolate, like big arms. Mm. And he comes, he comes up to me. He's like, wow, you're so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. You know, and like starts chatting me up. So we start talking, we ride the subway and like, you ever meet, meet someone you have an instant connection with? And he, mm-hmm. like, I had an instant connection with this, tall dark chocolate man and I was like <laughs> I was like oh my gosh and so we were like talking on the subway we just like he's like I really would like to take you on a date I was like great he takes me out to my favorite like Italian spot in Los Angeles and we get there we're having a good time he's like walking me home because we live in the same area but obviously I, I wasn't taking him all the way to my home you know I just met the guy um it was like a whirlwind of romance anyways <laughs> night. I was like yeah so I was like trying to like keep my boundaries in check even though I thought he was really hot I was I thought he was really hot but I was trying to keep my boundaries in check so we're in the vicinity of my house and I was like okay this is where you can like stop off like you know we can part ways he's like are you sure you don't want to hang out more we can like just go to your house and like talk and chat like girls don't fall for it like guys like always want to like talk and chat like late at night at your house you know what they want like you know what they're trying to get so I'm just like no you can take me on a second date and you know next time we can we can think about that but like you know this is like a first date like I I was really nice meeting you we made out we had this whole makeout session in the middle of the street in the middle of this is the same day we met (laughs) yeah so like that i don't do that i don't do this normally i know this like sounds scandalous i don't do this normally i just mean like i had like such a like such a connection yeah it's happened yeah literally so i had such a whirlwind um romance with them and like so i really thought that this is going somewhere i really thought oh my gosh we met in a subway train he took me out to my italian my favorite italian restaurant we're gonna tell our grandchildren Why do women do that? We do this. We, we do, do this. Do and yeah. so so he's like, okay, well, it's really nice meeting you. I really like you. Like, let's do this again. The next day, he barely texts me. He barely messaged me. And I'm just like, okay, my, my, my spidey senses are tingling. What's going on with this guy? Why isn't he, like, texting me? Why isn't he into me? We, um, I look you know, I Google search, Google image search, do mm-hmm. do my, my Finsta, my fake Instagram account, <laughs> all these things. I do that and... He's married. No. He's married. And I'm oh just like, my God. oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. I forgot. Gabby, so, how do we have so many married men stories? We're not, we're not looking for this. We don't <laughs> want this. I do not want a married man. If there is a married man listening to this podcast right now, I am not interested. <laughs> Get away from me. Jesus. Literally. And you know, okay, I didn't even tell you the best part of the story. So. In part two. <laughs> In part two. The best part of the story. I was, this was like a month or two, maybe two months ago. I recently joined um, a gym in the area and been working out, been like getting my uh, Zumba in, getting my elliptical in, whatever. I walk in this morning, a sunny, beautiful morning. I walk in, I see the guy, the married man. Oh no. And when I see him, I'm just like, you know, at this point, I already know he's married. He doesn't know that I know. He's like, oh, how are you doing? Like, what are you doing later? I would like to take you out. And I said, oh, and I didn't want to cuss him out in the middle of a gym because I was like late for Zumba. And I was like, I'm late for Zumba. We can talk about this later. And so he's like, okay, after Zumba, didn't see him. I guess he left already. The next morning, I do my elliptical. I leave the elliptical. I see him again. So now this man is a regular gym member at my gym, the married man that I dated. So I'm just like, what is going on? So I run into him and I happen to be on TikTok live. 
I kid you not. This oh was not planned. God. I happened to be on TikTok live and I was like, I literally put on the live. I was like, hey guys. And then as I, I looked up, no, I said, hey guys. And then he's like, hey, hey, I need to talk to you. And I was like, I didn't know what to do. I had the, like everybody on live was <laughs> literally. And then he starts going in and confessing all of his sins to me, confessing that he's on married the on the TikTok live. I this. Oh, it's oh. on my YouTube channel. <laughs> Does he know? No. It, but, but it wasn't planned. I literally was doing my thing. And then he just, and it's like, why would you talk about such personal details in the middle of the gym? Like we could have talked about this later or whatever. He's like, no, we're not, we're going to talk about this now. Like he demanded. Were you kind of mentally like, this is gold. this is great. This is great content. I've got proof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was definitely thinking this content about that. Gold, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's amazing. Wow. I, I wish you would have been like, "How's the wife?" Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So like, basically, what he told me was, um, you know, I I didn't tell you this before, but I married. We were we were having problems. I didn't think it was gonna last. I was really interested in you. And, you know, I shouldn't have done that. And I'm sorry I put, put you in that position. But, um, you know, I just really liked you. And I, 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 just, I, I just, I don't know how you're thinking, how you're feeling, but I really still like to be friends with you. And he's like, and then he's like, well, what are you thinking? And then I was like, um, well, you're married. So I, there's nothing really to think about. You're married. Um, how what, does your wife? are we going to go bowling? Like, what the fuck? Literally, like, what are you, how are you feeling about this pretty much? So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so then I was like, okay, well, um, thanks for this great content in the back of my head. And uh, went home, and like, and I was like, still alive. I was like, did you guys hear all that? Like, girl, we heard everything. He has a sexy voice. Who is that? All this thing. I was like, oh, Wait, my gosh. What? I know the comment is wild. It was, TikTok comments are wild in, okay? They're wild. So that happened. I was walking home, and like, I, the, it was just like a ra it was a crazy experience. I was like, I can't believe I caught this on live. I can't believe mm -hmm. I caught this on camera. But, yeah. And, Have and, you seen him since? Oh my gosh. So the next time I saw him, I had to think about it. The next time I saw him, he was at the gym with a, a, another younger, hotter, curvy girl. And I was like, that's not his wife. <laughs> so I was like, who is this? So then when that he could have been you, that, oh <laughs> she probably girl. doesn't even know. Well, so then the, what happened was he slipper he, the slipper the line. <laughs> I wanted to line. so bad. I wanted to get him on live so bad. Um, but like as I was trying to record, she came up behind me and scared me. And like, cause he okay, so they were running. There's like a track. They were running around the track. And so I was like leaving. I was looking for him. As I was looking for him, he's like, hey. And then he starts talking to me. And as I start recording, she comes up behind me. So I'm like, oh no, like I don't, you know. So I just kind of like put it like this. And so he basically said, I just want to let you know, this is my neighbor and we go to the gym together. There's nothing going on. This is just my neighbor. We're just gym partners. I love how he's like, <laughs> like explaining his life to you. Like you're just in the gym doing your thing. And he's like, I just want you to know, right. like, we're not friends. I didn't accept this offer. Literally. And so I was like, okay, well, thank you for that. Um, I got to go. And so that's how that went. <laughs> Wow, what a gentleman. What a, <laughs> Speaking of gentlemen. <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah, it, when we started this podcast, we said, tell me, you know, you said, tell me about the gentlemen and the guys that, you know, I was like, I don't think there are I know, have we, have we talked about any good guys? <laughs> yeah. I have to have a good guy story so guys aren't, aren't like super angry I know, at they're this. like, they're hating. <laughs> they're hating <laughs> they're so bad haters. right now. They're hating so bad. Okay, so I have to tell a good guy story. All right, so. <sighs> Let me think. Tommy by the beach. 
I have to go straight to Tommy by the beach because Tommy was such a gentleman. When I tell you I would have married this man and when he dumped me, I literally was like, no, it's me or death. Like it's, you can't, you can't leave me, Tommy. You've been the best I've ever had. Like Tommy, if you're watching this, I still love you. Call me. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, (laughs) Tommy. (laughs) So basically we, we went and like, of course, you know, I have, I have a soft spot for engineers. My brothers are engineers. Oh my God. Really? Civil engineer. That's so, my brothers are civil, I have two brothers that are civil engineers. You have a brother that's civil engineer. That's what? crazy. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So like Tommy by the beach was an engineer and he, um, he treated me. So he's a Southern gentleman. He's from North Carolina. He treated me so well. When I tell you this man lived an hour and a half from me and did not mind driving an hour and a half to pick me up, take me out on this wonderful date that he planned, that he paid for, drop me back home, ask me out again again the next time took me to he spent like seven hundred dollars on a steakhouse dinner by the beach for me and he was just like whining and dining me everywhere we went he just like whined and dined me i like i spent his birthday with him we went to the beach every day like he was just such an amazing gentleman i guess i get a little bit clingy so maybe the clinginess scared him off. <laughs> Self-reflection <laughs> happening. But like, no, don't you want to be clingy with a guy that like, yeah, who like is so nice to you because you've met so many assholes. You've met so many guys who are so terrible that when you meet a good one, you just like want to cling because you're like, oh no, I can't like, nobody else can have you, Tommy. Yeah. It's all, it's me or nobody, you know? So like, ugh, that's why. But I think that's why we, yeah, yeah. We have to check ourselves with our boundaries too, because it's hard not to, you find somebody that's great and you're like, I want to spend all my time with you. Like you're incredible. You're amazing. You make me smile. You make me feel good. You make me feel beautiful. You like you take me out. You do like whatever. It's like you feel that it's it's like an addiction. It's like a drug addiction. So I understand, but it's like that's why we have to set boundaries with ourselves and be like, you know, I do want to text him like 20 times today, but I'm gonna like you know maybe cut that in half, maybe cut right. that in half again, and then just take it slow for right. a while. But so it's hard. I get it. Like it, I, it's I'm so hard. And, and when you've been in a drought, when you've been in a drought where like you every guy you dated have been like has been like so horrible and married. and married you know so like you know you have to pace yourself you have to have those boundaries you have to have those those things in place have other hobbies do something to take your mind off and this is why i have a roster literally the reason why i have a roster is because um it's it's so that because our emotions sometimes as women like our emotions get so tied up in a good thing that we start fantasizing a future like me and tom are gonna have 10 kids by the beach you know like all these things oh yeah i'm just like okay wait calm down (laughs) calm down and so my roster keeps my my emotions in check because He's not the only guy that's treated me well. He's not the only guy that's going to be treating me well. Like, I, you know, when I have two or three guys on my roster who are treating me well, I can divide my big emotions three to six ways because that's my roster, three to six. (laughs) (laughs) You're a busy woman. I'm a busy woman. I I can only handle one at a time. It's exhausting for me. But, you know. Good for you, Chloe. I'm a one-man woman. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I am a one-man. Sorry. I am a one-woman. One man, woman. You know what I mean. I know I, what you mean. I'm, I'm, I'm you're totally just, about but monogamy. You're, but you're careful about narrowing it down to that one man. Right. That so makes sense. I like what I do is I really focus on um, getting to a point to where we're exclusive and we're in a relationship and I can drop my roster. Like the moment that I find my man, I'm changing my number because too many guys have my number. And I'm just, <laughs> and I'm like, I just don't want like everybody to be calling me and like, cause like guys will always leave the door open. I've noticed like girls love closure. Guys don't, they love leaving the door open so that they can come back two months or two years later and like nothing happened. Like it's normal. Mm-hmm. It is not normal for you to just like hit me up after we already had our thing 
two years later and we ended badly. You already know we ended badly, but you're going to mm-hmm. hit me up two years later for what? It's disrespectful because you're basically saying, oh, you know, you must still be in the same place mentally or spiritually to accept me back two years later. You haven't done any growing for yourself. You haven't done anything for yourself. So maybe that's what you, you know, you, and I just feel like it's disrespect. So, uh, don't do that unless you're tying by the beach or somebody else who's or treating you're me J- well. J-Lo and Ben Affleck, you know, <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are exceptions to the rule, I'm sure. But like, if it ends like so brutally like that, where there's disrespect, it's like, was, is there, was there work done in the interim? Like, was there, it, did you become a, a different person? Like, are you working on yourself? Are you going to therapy? Oh, that's a number one. I forgot to mention that on my list on the qualities I look for a man. I hope he's in therapy. Well, he better be. <laughs> oh, he better be in therapy. Qualities. Okay, I didn't out. say any of the qualities. Okay, <laughs> these are my qualities for men that I look for. Aside from money, because everybody's like, you're money hungry. No, aside from money, because I want him to be a provider, because that's what I'm looking for. My dad was a provider. But like, and I... And that's fair, by the way. I know a lot of people want to come down on you for that, for like, you know, a man should provide like whatever this is an outdated way of thinking like no it is your preference right and there's nothing wrong with that right yes you can be somebody that's like okay one of my biggest crushes is mike johnson from the bachelor and <laughs> i listened to him on a, on a podcast and he said <clears throat> something about how like if he's in a relationship whoever's making the most money will pay a little bit more and i'm like that's his preference right. i thought that was like really cool because obviously in today's world like women are not being paid equally i know we're not being treated equally mm-hmm. and so where's the balance exactly. where is that balance going to be so i I think it's wonderful that you're like, hey, I want a provider. And anybody that's going to give you a hard time for that is projecting whatever insecurities that they have. Right. Thank you. Amen, sister. Thank you. (laughs) It is definitely projection because I like I always had these standards. It's always been my preference. If you know me, that's always been my preference. But, you know, I feel like people want to come down on me for that. But like, guys, this is my life. I'm living my life. And the men that I date are fine with it. Like they're literally okay with what I'm asking. That's why they're dating me. If they weren't okay with it, they wouldn't date me. Like, hello. Mm -hmm. And speaking of qualities, I didn't say any. (laughs) <laughs> One of the qualities, uh, yes, he needs to be a provider type. He needs to be um, like a family man. He needs to want children because I want children. I want 10. I want a water birth with two <laughs> black doulas at home and just flushing it out in the kiddie pool. Like that's what <laughs> my life. so detailed in this. This is oh, incredible. I, I have planned these water births since I was I'm like I'm going to be between your 15. legs with the camera. <laughs> like, literally I got your a angle. whole production. I got the <laughs> A whole production. There's going to be a whole production. Oh, yeah. We're with... going back to this studio. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, you ready for us? <laughs> Literally. we're. I'm planning like a whole a whole production with me and my water burst and my 10 babies with my two black doulas having it naturally doing the whole nine. So if, if you're a man who doesn't really want children, you're probably not a match for me. So like that would be my, you know. And then also, this is really important. I am so about loyalty like this man needs to like we're in when we're in a room when we're out in public when we're around other people he needs to be on my team we need to be on the same side if we're my pet peeve is like if we're in a room and we're gathered with a bunch of people and he is where there's an argument like say i'm having an argument with someone in the room and he's like taking their side in front of everybody it makes us look weak. It makes us look divided. And I'm trying to be one with my person, like a partner, a family unit. It's like, I want to know that the person I'm with will always like have my back, take my side. And if he disagrees with me, he does it behind closed doors. And we can have that conversation within our relationship. Like I don't want 
it to seem like we're we're you know he he doesn't really care about me that much or he doesn't we feel divided like that doesn't need to be public knowledge like he can deal with that with me behind closed doors we don't need to do that in front of other people and then also <clears throat> i need him to be honest like i cannot deal with liars honesty literally liars i can't deal with because um, if you're lying to me, I feel like we have a fake relationship and nothing is really real. And I feel like that, that isn't really, I, I can't trust you. I can't be in a relationship with you. You have to be completely 100,000% honest with me. Um, and you have to like, uh, like share, obviously share similar values to me, like spiritually, all of that shares similar values and like want similar things. Obviously I feel like everybody's looking for that. Um, someone who like is two peats in the pod, but like, yeah, that's definitely like a big thing. I need to know that you're, we're on the same team. Yeah. Pretty much. I think that's great. That's beautifully said. Yeah. <clears throat> and honesty is such a big thing. You know, when you date people that are dishonest, like you and I have discovering that they've been married um, <laughs> and various other lives, but uh, you, you tend to be, to start losing trust in yourself of like, what, where is my judgment? And that's another thing that like, you know, I, every, a lot of people in this world deal with, but it's particularly women um of like can we trust ourselves because we are giving our trust to people that are time and time again proving that it's not a safe space to to be vulnerable right um so yeah i i think that honesty is a very underrated quality after my last relationship the guy that had multiple kids and a whole family situation um yeah uh i went on a deep dive <clears throat> on, and i found this amazing youtube video of this woman who's just like an ex-cia agent that will teach you wow. how to spot a liar and i was like i'm gonna become a master because i'm never <laughs> making that mistake again i have to trust myself because yeah. that part of being an independent woman is also trusting yourself right so she, <clears throat> one of the things that I took away from it was that if a man, if someone lies to you, anyone, more three times, they are a liar. Three times. It is three significant lies. It's not like, oh, how are you today? I'm good, but you're not. <laughs> like, no, it's something significant. Give you me know? an example. Um, like the last relationship I was in, he, he was going out of town. And he was like, I'm going to I'm going on this spiritual retreat to Joshua Tree to process our relationship and how I want us to move forward. Wow. There was <laughs> he disappeared, like went off the grid and there was like no communication. And my feeling was like, why is he doing this? This is weird and random. Like, I get people do that. I, it's a thing, I guess. But I just my instincts were telling me like what like why are you just randomly disappearing for no reason like it just it came out of nowhere and so I like you did Google reversed an image of that he sent me because I was like are you gonna send me any photos because he was like every other day I'll get reception reception and he'd be like hey baby thinking of you and then go off the grid again and I'm just like this is super weird so I was like send me a picture he sends me a picture I Google reversed image it. <laughs> it was from the website of the place that he said he was staying at like wow. significant lie. That is so sad. Yeah, he also said he was a runway model and he would <laughs> Yeah, and he would never show me any Dead. footage or print work or anything that he had ever done Dead. because he was like I was in such better shape then and I just don't want you to look at me like I've let myself go. He was not in bad shape. Yeah. He just didn't have a chiseled six pack. <laughs> That's it. But he was great. And yeah, so there's two lies right there. Wow. I mean, there were so many, but they were significant and oh, he told me that he was on this uh, on a television show where I dated somebody that was one of the main stars of the show and I was like I I 
I researched it. I looked at the background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like there's no information on IMDb. There's no information with that modeling agency. Oh, I went. I went detective. Good for crazy. you. I was, I, 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 I'm always detective. I'm like I. Yeah. Okay. In the in the beginning of any like relationship or friendship, anybody I'm dealing with, I always do my investigative research. Another tip, ladies, um, when a guy sends you a photo, a video, whatever, and says, "Oh, this is me of my day," I'm like, We're, "This Google. is me of my day." You know what you do. You save the video to your phone and it'll tell you the date that it was taken, that video or picture that was taken. When I did that, when I tell you the lies were coming through, this man said he was at work. This was, okay, say like this was November of 2022. He's like, oh, I'm at work, babe. Like, here's a picture of me at work. I saved that video to my phone. It was April of 2020. And I was like, you're sick. <laughs> like, you're really you sick. sick mother. <laughs> like, people are really sick and it's so sad. And it's just the way that, like, um, like the, the lies. That, like, I mean, I've been lied to, but, like, I'm such an invest. I'm like a – so I have my, my, my favorite aunt. She's also my godmother. We call her favorite Auntie Shupet. Auntie Shupet, if you're listening to this, this is for you. I learned this from her. She has been investigating all the men that she's dated since, like, 1975. And, like, literally back in, like, the 90s, she – She was the OG of – She was the OG of, of cyber stalking or whatever we call it now. Literally – oh, my gosh. Detective work. Okay, so you know how, like, today – in today's world, we have the internet. So we – all the, the – investigative is like to our fingertips in a cell phone back in like the 90s the 80s 90s they didn't really have that so what she did she hired a private investigator for the guy that she was dating because she was like about to marry this guy like it was getting serious he was love bombing her doing all these things and she was like well let me do my due diligence before i get myself into some mess and she finds out the private investigator comes back with photos of this man and his second family and his three kids and all of these things and she's like what the hell you know what i mean wow. so like shout out to she bet she's always on it what when it comes legend. to the men <laughs> oh my god because this is before, like, this this before not, the internet this is before the internet like, this she, like the 80s you, you had to go next level to get that information <laughs> like we oh my god i know she found out all this information like good for her how many women out there right now yeah. who existed before the internet existed yeah. were cheated on she was they were with people with second third families like so i just sad. can't even i can't even fathom it it's so sad we've already ran into too many run into too many today <laughs> i google, know like google helps us discover that but literally. back then they could get away with anything they could get away with murder literally so many it's more people crazy. got away with murder back in the day like now it's like you know you're gonna be at a podcast or like evidence there's so much evidence out <laughs> There. there is technology and I, has changed right and like women have to protect ourselves in any at any age you know mm -hmm. like my 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 auntie she bet she's an older woman she's been showing me the ropes since the 70s like she's been giving me information mm -hmm. since the 70s and like even though information has changed the this the ideas are still the same like you know check these guys out you don't know who you're dealing with you want to make sure you're safe you want to make sure you know you're and, and, and you know just be smart about it i would say mm -hmm. not all the times like sometimes you just get caught up and that's okay like we all we all have been there you know but like that's why we're sharing these good juicy tips for you ladies who are dating who are single yes. right now because me and chloe are single dating in la dating in new york city like we're we're doing it and we're boss babes we have our careers we're we're doing all the things and we're here to instill these things on you so before we end this podcast chloe i have a question what is your question <laughs> gabby so, <laughs> so what qualities or standards do you hold yourself to? 
I mean, I feel like it goes back to the whole treat others the way you want to be treated. I mean, I feel like I am an excellent communicator and I want to find somebody that's an excellent communicator, even in my friendships. Like, so I want to be the best communicator I can possibly be. Um, I want to hold myself accountable. Oh, that's another thing that I want in a partner too. Okay. Everything I'm saying now, I would like also in a partner someday. Um, but like, if I'm wrong, if I'm in the wrong, I want to have the confidence to say, I screwed up. I was wrong and I apologize. And it's so hard for men to do that. And that's what makes it so difficult to date them because <laughs> I'm very much like the first person ready to be like, I'm sorry, I said the wrong thing or I did the wrong thing or, you know, I handled that poorly. Like, let me take accountability for my actions and like, let me also talk to, like, d- discuss with you ways in which I'm going to do better next time or, or the ways in which I'm going to work on myself to make sure that you feel safer in this relationship. If a man said that to me, I'd be like, let's lock it down. <laughs> I just, I've never heard that, that before. <laughs> yeah. And for, so. yeah, for sure. And for me, I would say the standards I hold myself to is uh, to always be honest, always be upfront with uh, the person that I'm dating or in a relationship with. I want to know that like we're communicating. I think communication is key. It's like definitely big on my list. I want to communicate well. I want to be able to let go and forgive really easily, which I feel like I'm really good at. But like, you know, sometimes men piss me off to no end. and I'm just like, oh, you know, but like I want to be able to forgive and to like let go and to like really grow and be a friend. I guess like be a friend to that person and like really um, hear them out and understand what they're saying. Like despite everybody's opinions. I think that's what it is. Empathy. Yes. I want to have like a relationship where I am uh, vulnerable and open and honest with this person and not letting everybody's outside opinions dictate what I do in my relationship. Like it's between me and this person. Like we're, we're the ones that are dealing with each other's flaws and yeah. the good and the bad and the ugly. So those are the, some of the standards that I hold myself to when yeah. I'm in a relationship. I love that so much too. It's like being honest, being a good communicator, being kind, being funny. Cause that like, what's the point of life without humor? Um, yeah. Being, a, uh, being honest, being loyal. Like you're a loyal friend. I've, you've been in my, we've been in each other's lives for a long time. Like yeah. even when we don't talk for years, like we can just pick back up. Like we yes, just saw each other definitely. yesterday and it's a great feeling. So I love that. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Chloe, thank you so much for coming on the Gabby Faye podcast. Yes. You will be back again, of course. And Anytime. I would love to be here. Yes. I love it. <laughs> and I'm so excited about uh, the future of the future episodes. If you guys want to hear us discuss more topics on this show, definitely comment below. Don't forget to subscribe. Um, follow uh, my TikTok at it's Gabby Faye. My Instagram at I am Gabby Faye. My YouTube is Gabby Faye. Just search me. You can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And Chloe, what are your ats? My ats? Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, Chloe.Rosen, at Chloe.Rosenthal on Instagram. Um, I don't even know what. I think it's Chloe. I don't know. It's Chloe Rosenthal. You'll find me on TikTok, <laughs> Instagram. I'm really, I'm great at this. I'm really good at selling myself at this. I do not know what my TikTok is right now. I'm like, I think it's Chloe.Rosenthal. It's it will Twitter, also Twitter be linked. Too. Don't worry. It we'll will also it. We'll be linked. Link so thank you all for coming to the podcast and I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.